Bokar Tov, we are at Sefer Shemuel Bet, chapter 13, and we are continuing the story of Jason Lavian is here. We are continuing the story of. So is Moshe. Avshalom. Yeah, Moshe is right here. This is the story of uh, Avshalom and the killing of Amnon at his sheep shearing party. You, mm-hmm. you weren't here yesterday. So after Amnon raped Tamar, the brother of Tamar, Avshalom, got very upset. He kept his uh, hatred for Amnon in his heart for a couple of years. But then at one point, Avshalom, he was having a sheep shearing event in which he was like, uh, it was like an exciting time when people, they would, they would get the wool off their sheep or whatever, that they would invite people over for it, you know, like a mezuzah kubi of a new house, right? Okay. So, so Avshalom was having such a thing and he invited, uh, he, he invited David. David said, I'm not going to come. Um, it's too much, we don't want to bother you, we don't want to be too much of a, a thing, and then, and instead, Avshalom asked, oh, could you at least bring Amnon, could you at least send Amnon then? And David said, why should I send him? He said, please, please. He said, okay, fine, I'll send Amnon. So he sends Amnon, and then Avshalom goes, Avshalom goes to his servants, and he says, okay, um, whenever I get Amnon drunk, go and kill him. So he goes and he kills him. And then, the messenger comes back from the uh, party. The messenger comes up, comes back from the party, and he says, "Here, or there's a rumor that comes back from the party to David saying that Absalom killed all of your sons. David killed all of the sons, mm-hmm. all of the whole entire David's family. Mm-hmm. And then David gets up and he starts mourning and he tears his clothes. Oh my, my kids have all died. And then Yonadav ben Shima, the person who originally gave the advice." To Amnon as to how to rape Tamar or to how to get Tamar in private, mm-hmm. he goes and he says, David, honestly, don't say, and this is the pasuk that we're up to, he says, don't say that all of your sons have died because if not died, I know what happened. I know that Avshalom has hated Amnon for a very long time, ever since Amnon raped Tamar. And I think Avshalom killed Amnon alone, and then because of broken telephone, the rumor came to you that everybody has died. But not everybody's, not everybody's dead. That's what Yonadav says, okay? So Yonadav has this theory that not everybody's dead. So Pasuk Lamed Bet, Vayan Yonadav and Shima Achi David, Yonadav, son of Shima, the brother of David, says, Al Yomar Adoni et kolane arim b'nei amelech emitu. My master shouldn't say that all of the servants of the king, all, all of the youngsters of the king were killed. Ki Amnon levadomet, because only Amnon is dead. Ki alpi, ki alpi Avshalom aitas suma, because there was a hatred by Avshalom, miyom anoto et Tamar achoto, on the day, from the day that Amnon raped Tamar. Ve'ata, pasuk lamar gemo, al yasem Adoni amelech elibo davar lemor kol b'nei amelech meitu. My master shouldn't think that all of his sons are dead. It's not true, not all your sons didn't die. Ki Amnon levadomet, because only Amnon is dead. Yeah, that's what uh, Yonadav ben Shima, brother of David, says to David. Okay, let's see if he's right. Pasuk Lamedalit. Vayivrach Avshalom vayisahanar atzofet enav. Avshalom runs away from his area. Okay. I forgot what happened to Tamar. Tamar ended up becoming, um, she was raped obviously, and then, and then she went and she lived in Avshalom's house. In Avshalom's house? Yeah. Alright, okay. She lived in Avshalom's house. Okay. Avshalom was her blood brother. Yeah. Meaning their direct brother. Right. So he felt like, uh, I need to take care of her. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Avshalom Avshalom runs away. And in the meantime, the person who, the youngster or the lad, who was in charge of watching 
uh, what, what's going on, meaning from the king's palace. He sees that there is a great amount of people that are coming from behind him from the mountain. Meaning the guy, the watchman of the king's palace, of David's palace, sees that there's a great multitude of people approaching the palace. No, it's a good thing. And Yonadav says, Ah, you see, the sons of the king are here. The sons are here. Just like your servant said, so happened. This guy, Yonadav, is an interesting guy. You know? Talks, right? I, I can't tell what his agenda is here, but he definitely has an agenda. He's definitely featuring in this story for a reason that I haven't figured out. Manipulator. But he's like trying to... Yeah, pump himself up. You know, he finds up Shalom. He steers things. He makes he, it seem like he's a he, good guy. Yeah, Amnon, who's probably was Amnon was like the bechor. What was Amnon the bechor? Do you remember? So he sees Amnon. He gives Amnon that advice to help him, even though it sabotages the king's yeah. family. Yeah. And then when the king is distraught with no compunction, he says, "No, no, no. I know the reason. It's because Shalom killed Amnon." Now mm-hmm. he doesn't po- want to point out that I'm the reason Amnon is dead. Mm-hmm. Instead, he's proud of himself. Oh, you see, I knew that. The king, just like I said, I don't know. The guy is not. I'm not, I'm not a fan. You know? No, I don't, no one should be a fan. Okay. And once when this guy finished speaking, I don't know why I had to wait for him to finish speaking to arrive. But when he finished speaking, they approached. They all started crying. And the king and all his servants started crying. This is a cry. What kind of cry is this? No, it's not. It's, it's a mixed cry. It's a cry of, of too much emotion at the same time. Because David is still devastated that his son Amnon is dead. Right? So it's not happy... It's not a happy cry when a person learns that only, only one family member was killed. You right. know, there's still a lot of sadness there. It's a cry of uh, intense emotion. Okay? They have Shalom Barach. And Avshalom ran away, as we said. Now, where did Avshalom run away? Because this is very, very interesting where Avshalom ran away. And he went to Talmai, the son of Amihud, the king of Geshur. And David was mourning his son for all of the days. So David was mourning Amnon, and Avshalom ran away to the king of Geshur. Now, the king of Geshur, Talmai ben Amihud, Melech Geshur, that's not, not a Jewish king. Now, why would he go there? Is it also, where's Tamar now? Because he was supposed to, she's in Avshalom. Good question. I don't know where Tamar is. I do not know where Tamar is. But what's the story with why, why is Avshalom going to Talmai, the son of the, the king of Geshur That's a non-Jewish king mm-hmm. Why is he running away To non-Jewish territory right. Did it act against The king of Israel No Look at Radak If you remember The mother Of Avshalom Was the daughter Of this guy from Geshur The mother of Avshalom According to the Chachamim Was cap- well, the captive of war From a non-Jewish king So he went to his daughter's house So he went to his grandfather's house Went to his grandfather, his mother's father, who's a non-Jew. Mm. Now the Chachamim point out that this is one of the reasons of Shalom's character is, is like this. He's problematic. He kills people. He rebels. That's what happens when you, you know, insert some non-Jewish lineage into your, into your household, right? Okay. So that's where Avshalom goes. Avshalom barach va'yelak geshur va'yisham shalosh shanim. And Avshalom ran away to Geshur, and he was there for three years. 
Now, why is Avshalom running away at all? Because he's scared that David is going to say, look, you, you committed murder. I gotta, we have to take care of you now. Mm-hmm. Right, so he's, he's running away from David. But after a couple of years, David started pining to see Avshalom. David wanted to see Avshalom because he got over the death of Amnon. Okay, so here, here's the, the way it's all working out. Avshalom kills Amnon. Avshalom runs away to the king of Geshur. David needs a few years to mourn for Amnon. After he gets over Amnon, he starts to remember Avshalom. And he says, I miss my son, Avshalom. So he starts feeling like he wants, to see, he wants Avshalom again. However, he can't bring himself to do it because of what Avshalom did. Right. Now, here's the moral question. is What should David do at this point? What would be the proper thing for David to do? Should David allow Avshalom back into the house? I mean, he knows, he, he knows, uh, he knows that he killed Amnon. Yeah. Should he let him in? Should he let him back I in? Should he, give him, should he give him the death penalty? Right, but we also saw, for example, when the kid came and said, oh, the Amaleki kid came and said, I, uh, uh, Shaul is dead and I helped him kill himself or something. What is the halachic ram- killed the guy. What are the halachic ramifications? They're holding it according to the Torah. What is it that, what is the, what, what is the halachic ramification if, like, if, you rape someone. Let's say that. we'll talk about unknown for example. What was what should have been his punishment? Rape that would have been he would have had to marry her and pay to the father. Okay, so why didn't we do such a thing? Why why didn't uh, we know who he, he did didn't this? Why didn't he pay two hundred silver coins to the? Why and why didn't he marry her? And he didn't like her. Big deal. But that was your punishment. I, I, she definitely didn't want to marry him. Hold according to the Torah. This is like epitome of holding the, uh, uh, like we That's we a good abide. Question. And then, okay, now Avshalom killed Amnon. Now what's Avshalom's ramifications? What's, what do we do to him? See, this is the interesting thing about the Tamar. Like, do you think Amnon, who goes and rapes her, is so concerned with the Torah right now? The thing about the Tanakh that's interesting is that, is that you see like real life. Meaning, yeah, there is, an, there is a proper way of behaving that's delineated in the Torah. Now, there's, by no means is there, is there an assumption that everybody in the Tanakh is following that. Half the time they're doing Abu Dazara, these people. No, no, not David's house, I'm just saying, but like in, in Tanakh. But so like, I don't know, I don't know how much you could say, oh, they should, he should have paid her 200 silver coins to David, and now he has to give her the option to marry her. Like, I don't know how much, okay, so what? He didn't, he didn't. Right. You know what I mean? And on top of that, by the way, the reason... They were in the Torah, it says you have to marry the girl you rape, is because it's a financial thing. I don't think the daughter in the king's court needs the financial support of a husband. Right. So I don't know how much she would even want that. You know right. what I mean? But, but uh, wasn't there like a, like a Sanhedrin almost like telling them what the halakha is? Like, like, what you did was this, this is your punishment. Is there no judge? What's, they must have had to it just see. seems like there's anarchy during the times of the Tanakh. Like, like we just Look, came through You have to think practically also We're in the king's court We're not in the public square is, is a king above the law? We just went through this whole show no, team but, where... but like No, he's not Of course he's not But I don't know if it, if, it's, if it works as simply If everything works as simply As the way you could picture it working From reading the Torah You know what I mean? Like there was definitely court systems Because they already had court systems in, in the Midbar so for them to not have court systems a few hundred years later, 
in terms of David, obviously they probably had more of a court system, a more developed court system by then, right? Right. But are all these things happening in the public eye? And by the way, there are no edim. If you want to really, really get halakhic about it, the court system applies to cases where there are edim, right. where there are witnesses. Who saw Amnon do what he did? He got everybody out of the room, remember? Right. Yeah. He called everybody out of the room. So there are no edim. There are no edim there. So why would it even come to a court? It wouldn't come to a court. But overall, I, there's a lot to think about this, this piece because I'm, I'm curious as to that what David should have done with Avshalom. Okay, Avshalom ran back to his grandfather, the non-Jewish grandfather. Should David welcome him back? Should David come and give him the death penalty? Two extremes, right? Should David be feeling like he wants, he misses his son? Or should he try to disassociate him? Why? And doesn't it feel like David is being a little bit passive? The David that we knew that was so confident and strong and so passionate about the principle. Remember how passionate he was about shutting down his men when they wanted to kill Shaul? You know? Like, where is that? Where is that David? Where is that strong-willed David? He's being, he's being very quiet and just accepting and he's maybe a little bit depressed. Right. Okay? Chapter 14, Bezrat Hashem, on Wednesday. Amen. Amen.